0: Now on to the show.
1: Welcome to Morning Walk and Business Talk with the artist Forge. Glad to have you with us today as we discuss business. Today we're working on business structure. That is the goal of the conversation. What is it? Why is it important to know what it is and what we're going to be looking at? It's interesting because there are so many different aspects of preparing yourself to really start your business moving forward. And if you already have a business, then going back and looking at the structure of what you have actually built and chances are, it's going to be some kind of a mismatch, right? Like you have probably made decisions about the structure of your business based on things that happened along the way things that you learned when you were very first starting your business, ideas that you took from other people, and then also things that you discovered worked for you or didn't work for you. Like you may have instituted contracts after having a bad experience with a client. You may have instituted in-person sales after hearing from other folks that they were able to make a lot of money that way without ever asking yourself, is this actually the way that I want to run my business? I know quite a few photographers who dislike in-person sales. They're kind of freaked out by the situation, but they have structured their business to rely really heavily on in-person sales. So it becomes a kind of interesting, uh, it becomes an interesting dichotomy that happens that if we were not intentional with the initial structuring of our business, It can become a kind of mosaic of all of these different influences throughout our time as photographers and business people. And it's always a good idea to go back and look at what you have built and figure out, is this actually the kind of business I want to run? Or am I just running a business that has Frankensteined itself over the years? And if we're just starting, then understanding what the structure of our business is going to look like from the beginning, will hopefully help us to create the kind of business we're gonna love to run. Now, this doesn't mean that things won't change over the years, because of course they will. We're gonna learn more about what works for us and what doesn't. But the whole point is just to be cognizant of what we're actually doing and understand how we can structure the business in order to serve that philosophy of business we talked about before keeping in mind our non-negotiables and hopefully that influenced what legal type of business we're running as we had the conversation before sole proprietor versus LLC versus S Corp and how everything is structured so today's conversation is really going to focus on looking at the absolute foundational nuts and bolts of the business what kind of business are we running what are we selling What products are we selling and how are we selling them? Where are we selling them and to whom? Are we going to give people digital goods? Are we going to ship physical products? How are we gonna be interacting with people? Um, All of these different decisions are foundational to the structure of our business and what it's going to look like for us. As somebody whose family travels, it's really important for me to be able to work with folks who are not in my immediate area because I'm not going to be here long term. So I have to have a really good system set up for working with folks who are far away, who I have to communicate and collaborate with when they're not here physically with me. And I have to be able to get them their products in a way that's usable for them when they're not here. And often that is gonna influence the way that I structure how I run my business, what the client experience looks like, all of that stuff. So that's the conversation for today. We'll be asking people who are just getting into business to think about this and folks who are already in business to share what the experience has been like building the structure of your business. And let's have another look, like let's take another look at your business and consider it from an outside perspective. Figure out what's working and what's not working and see how we can flip stuff around. So, business structure. Matt, Becca, was this question something that you considered when you very first got into business? Or is this something you've just kind of discovered has Frankensteined itself over time? Um, And what should people be considering as they're asking themselves these kind of questions? Who am I selling to? What kind of business am I running? How is it going to work?
0: The good thing is this should be a really short answer. (sighs) Um, I think, think, you know, it's, it coincides with what I was talking about when we were talking about, you know, choosing LLC versus sole prop versus Escort. It really comes down to looking inward a little bit at what you want knowing that like you said nicole it is absolutely going to morph over time so for me when i came out of my first business which was not necessarily a failure i just didn't know how to run a business um you know my first brand and i was doing things digital downloads through smug mug which is perfectly fine um but i was charging five dollars for it um, I was afraid of contracts because I didn't want to offend anybody. And, you know, it was all the, the, the initial mistakes that you make because you don't necessarily have a great sense of self-value or even a real good direction on what you want the business to be. For me, as I grew and as I moved out of uh, my first company into my second company and set up the retail portraiture studio, I realized I wanted to fix all the mistakes I had made in the first business and instituted contracts, instituted in-person sales, um, created a model in which I was really focused on serving the client rather than just making images. And so over time, um, you know, I've been much more diligent about making the business follow my vision rather than just hoping I get to an end point. So as I've built stone tree, it's been more about um, doing something with intention, having processes and workflows and systems and philosophies that all serve the intention of me building a business that I love to do with clients that I love, and will afford me the lifestyle that I love. So that's very high level. But yes, as I made so many mistakes in the first business, I tried to correct those in the second. And I'm happy to go into anything, but I'd rather hear from Becca right now and see if we can start comparing. (laughs) Uh,
2: Well, I am very comfortable with saying that I had absolutely no idea what I was doing at all when I was first trying to make it as a working photographer. Um, completely clueless I was a teenager. I didn't know shit about shit. Um, and I went through a lot of variations of attempts at business structure. Um, not all of them legally incorporated because again, I was very young and stupid. Um, but you know, they, there was iterations of I'm going to do portraiture. I'm going to do mini sessions i'm going to do weddings i'm going to do ips you know all these different things and it took a long time to figure out which one actually fulfilled my own artistic needs and serves people with my own particular set of talents and skills um because honestly like there's things i'm not good at that i'm not comfortable with there's types of selling i'm not good at and it just wasn't working uh things that don't work with my family wife thing or things that don't even work with like my own artistic talents like there's some things that other people are just better at and that's okay um so yeah I mean, it was definitely a long process to get to the point of pursuing you know a more service based than um retail product based kind of business and uh pursuing strictly only um more individual commissions, and then eventually taking that full step away from photography in a classical sense, uh, so yeah it's it's been a, a long Frankenstein learning process for sure
1: i I empathize with you so much there because I mean, I started my business in my twenties, my very late twenties, which is still kind of like being a teenager, just like a teenager with more responsibility um, so. I definitely can identify with you there. And my beginning was exactly what you mentioned. I was basically like, well, what do people do? (laughs) Well, they do these things, okay. Let me plug those in there and see if they work. And so I'm doing those things and uh, figuring out what I didn't like and changing them and then hearing other people do other things and being like, oh, let me just stuff that in there too. Like maybe that'll work. And there was really no rhyme or reason (laughs) to how it was doing, except it seemed like other people were having good results with it. So I was like, yeah, uh, in person sales, I'll do that. And, uh, you know, welcome pack, it's cool stuff that in there, too. And then, oh, like online galleries with a password, like that sounded really fancy. (laughs) So I stuck that in there, too. Um, (laughs) And obviously, obviously, I really didn't have any actual thoughts for like, what the customer experience was going to look like. And also, I never thought about um, what I wanted my daily life to look like. And that's where I'm actually gonna start off with some of the advice today, is when many of us start in business, we do exactly what Becca and I did. And also what Matt did, where we don't really know enough about how to run a business, We don't really know what skills we have that are necessarily going to come in handy and where we're going to fall short like we don't know what we don't know right but also we don't have a whole lot of education around things like business structure so we do end up just kind of frankensteining and tripping over our feet and figuring stuff out as we go and that's pretty natural but it also introduces a lot of hurdles that we might not have had to face if we would have slowed down a little bit and went wait maybe i should really learn what this looks like before i throw myself to the wolves and so my piece of advice is ask yourself what you want your day-to-day life to look like because you're going to be spending a majority of your week doing business you're going to be spending it building marketing editing photos calling clients shipping things whatever it is that you do The business is going to take up at least eight hours of your day. If you're a sole proprietor, you're just trying to get off the ground. It's probably going to take more than that. So ask yourself, what do I want my daily life to look like? And really consider that question. And if you can do the exercise of building yourself that mental picture. Start in the morning. What does it look like when you wake up? What time are you getting up and what do you do from there? How do you go about your day? Do you stay at home? and work from a home office? Do you hop in your car and drive to a portrait studio? Are you comfortable bringing people into your home as part of your business? Or do you wanna separate that from your daily life? All of these kinds of questions are important because they come with some kind of accompanying consequence. If I wanna separate my portrait business from my daily life, that means I now have a commute and rent and utilities, etc. That means I've got to get my ass up, put on real people clothes and drive to work and work from the studio. Um, You know, all of these are things that we have to know so that we can weigh out what the consequences look like on my day. If I have a late portrait session, do I want to be driving home in traffic? Who's going to be here when my kids get home from school and how am I going to figure that out? All of those questions and knowing the answers to those questions are really gonna influence how we decide to structure the business that follows because we have to build a daily life that we're happy with. And that was my biggest personal mistake. And uh, I had to learn that one through trial and error. I had to work from home, so I made an office, which was super great, but I chose to do family portraiture, which I don't like. And so I spent half of my days really irritated that I was editing photos that I didn't care about. And it took me quite a while to realize that I didn't want to be taking photos for other people. I wanted to be making what was in my head. So if I would have taken a little bit of time to understand myself better, instead of just go, well, people like the photos that I take and I want money. How do people make money with photos? They take pictures of families, not what do I want to be doing what is actually gonna make my time and effort worth the money that I'm trying to earn? And my, my measly $250 for a family portrait session <laughs> was certainly not enough to pay for my cost of doing business and all of the self-hate that I was throwing my way. So keep in mind, as we continue to talk about structure this morning, what do you want your daily life to look like? Because you can structure a business around that. And I don't think we realize that. We think that we have to do the thing that other people were doing. And I think industry is learning now. We always kind of thought everybody needs to go into the office, right? But the way that we're positioned as an economy at this point, many, many businesses can function really well with workers working from home. And this is kind of an interesting development because now we're realizing Maybe we can actually build the structure of the business around the way that we work best and not actually force ourselves into a business structure that doesn't work for us. So that is my piece of advice. And I am dying to hear, Becca, Matt, having learned the lessons that you've learned so far about what works for you and doesn't work for you in a business structure, what advice would you give to folks to help them avoid some of those pitfalls that you? happen to some?
0: Um, I think the biggest thing for me is can, the more you educate yourself about what's out there, how people are doing what they do, how they're running their businesses, ingest all of that, distill it down and apply it to what feels right to you. And there is no right or wrong. I think a lot, of, a lot of artists, a lot of photographers get into this business and they think, you know, this person has the secret formula to a perfect business, or this person has the, the best IPS sales in the market, or these people are the best instructors ever. And they think that if they just take that straight up model and apply it to themselves, that it will work. And the second that they hit resistance, they don't realize why. And it's because they haven't really internalized what it means for them and how it's going to benefit their life. So the best advice that I would give is understand and learn as much as you can from as many people as you can, as many mentors and people that have built successful businesses, then take the parts that you like and get rid of the stuff that you don't. It's like making music, writing a song, take the influences from the people that you love, get rid of the stuff that you don't like, and make your own song for your business. How was that? Was that too poetic? Did it kind of fell apart at the end?
1: <laughs> no, I like it. I mean, you can be jazz, right? <laughs> you can totally yeah, be jazz. I
0: think it's I think it's just important to constantly be understanding that your business is a living breathing organism and it's going to change over time because you change over time so understanding that you have the capability to morph it into whatever you want at any given time so the more you learn the better
1: absolutely and i think you're right matt i think we do kind of go into this journey expecting that there are tried and true structures that if we don't follow we're somehow wrong or we're not going to be successful and I think in a big way, that's because a lot of the people who are doing things outside the box are not the ones teaching, right? Like, they're not usually the ones who are out there giving advice on how to build a business. Oftentimes, it's the people who have built something that's easily replicable so they can say, look, if you go do this thing, you're, you're going to be okay. And we don't always hear from the people who have done something wildly different or have built themselves something that is a little more unique to them because that's, that's a lot harder
2: to sell, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, it's, it's no secret that Kat and I are big devotees of the Sue Bryce education world. However, Kat and I run our businesses differently. There right. are things that are similar But she and I are different people, have different philosophies, have different approaches on several things. So we run our businesses differently. We're both successful at it. We could both be called portrait studio photographers, but we run our businesses differently and that's okay. Um, So again, we got all the information from the same source, but interpreted it differently. And it worked out in our favor both ways.
1: For sure. I'm about to come up on some cars, so I'd love to hear, Becca, if you have any response to that idea of um, of the fact that one structure doesn't, just because it was successful, we don't have to think that one structure is going to be right or worth
2: Yeah, I feel like we're about to slip from uh, Matt's smooth jazz original to uh, my garage band pop punk, angry ranting version of the same concept. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that, that was definitely the waking up point for me was like not seeing myself represented in the education that I was finding, and seeing that other people's structures, you know, weren't correct for the art that I wanted to create and was creating. Um, and basically, I mean, yeah, every, everything that you guys said really about how that, a lot of that information and that education just isn't out there. And a lot of, you know, contemporary, especially online education, um, particularly for photography, I've found is based around replicating other people's business structures. And there's a lot of really fantastic information out there. There are some great educators, but they are focused on most of the time what they specifically do. And that isn't the only way to be a photographer or to be an artist. Um, so like for me, one one thing that I, I still cannot find um, was how, how do you sell composite or composite photography? Uh, there is not really like a, a good, solid educational structure for that, that I have found anywhere. Um, and it's because the people that use that, I mean, this is not a new concept, you know, composite and, uh, special effects stuff in photography has been used for decades on decades. Um, like even like the, the push into 3d right now, which you see a lot in the photosphere, Uh, has been used for a really, really long time. But it hasn't always been accessible to, you know, your everyday person, you know, small business that works at home. It's been used more in the commercial sphere for, you know, like in the film industry, stuff like that. It's been around. But the education and how to build a business that utilizes that isn't really there. Um, So when I was kind of making that transition from photography into more illustrative work, uh, I could not find anyone who really did what I did and there are at least, and no one that was sharing that kind of information. And there was this wake up point for me, you know, watching people like Sue Bryce, who is absolutely brilliant. Like that woman is a powerhouse. She is captivating, but it, it wasn't the right fit for me. And it, it was a learning process and it was stepping out of my comfort zone, stepping away from only looking at photographers and looking at other kinds of businesses not even just art businesses but businesses as a whole and understanding how they functioned how they found their clients and then applying those skills to myself and getting away from the people that i was trying to market to that weren't interested in my products anyway and developing that on my own
1: okay so there's a lot of really interesting subtextual stuff happening in this conversation that I'm gonna point out really quickly. And um, it's not entirely subtextual. I mean, we kind of have been hinting at it, but the fact that often when we learn about business, we go to learn from other people who are like us or who are doing what we would consider successful in our field without taking the time to ask ourselves, but is that what I want? Because the idea of success is so, desirable right like we want to be successful of course we do and so we gravitate towards these people who are i mean of course that's why we love sue bryce right like she's not only an amazing photographer but a fantastic teacher and she has methods that really freaking work for people um but we have to go into those educational situations understanding enough about ourselves to recognize what pieces we can use and what pieces aren't right for us. And if we just try to smush ourselves wholesale into a structure without understanding whether or not it is going to be profitable, desirable, and enjoyable for us, if it actually works with the kind of work that we want to produce, man, we're gonna be in for loads of trouble. And then we start to feel frustrated with the situation because like you said, Becca, we can't find the stuff that is actually speaking directly to us. And that might mean that it's because we need to be Frankensteining pieces of businesses from other places and squishing them together. And so maybe there's really something to this idea that when we're looking at how to structure our business, we need to slow down a little bit. I don't know about you guys, but I bowled into business like, really like a bull in a china shop. I just put my head down and I rammed right I rammed right in, I did not take a whole lot of time to learn even about what business structure should look like, um, what all I needed to keep in mind, whether I needed to be putting money away for taxes. Like I was just like, well, people are paying me. I don't wanna go to jail for like stealing money from the IRS, so I probably better be a real business. And then I just started doing stuff. Man, I could've got myself into so much trouble. Life would have been way, way easier if I would have just been like, you know what? I can take my time. There's no reason to rush into this thing. I can slow down a little bit and feel my way through some of this stuff and try to figure out what's going to work for me, making sure that I take the time to be self-aware because I did not do that at all. I just wanted, I, w- I just wanted to make things. I wanted to get some money and I wanted the approbation that came along from giving people something they liked. I really wasn't interested in being self-aware enough to recognize what my needs were. Like, what did I need from this business? How did I need the business to fulfill me? Not just the money that was going to come from it, but the actual act of doing business. So maybe slow down and learn more and learn more from multiple places and be self-aware enough to recognize what you actually need your business to do for you. Because if it was just money, you could get that working for somebody else. There must be something that we need from that business. And once we know what it is, that has to make it easier to start recognizing which parts of a business structure will work for us and which parts won't.
2: I'm curious a little bit, because I have heard uh... A couple of people in this room mentioned this, um, and other people elsewhere. But um, has anyone really felt like the money was their initial driving factor to get into the arts? If anyone's yes, brave yes. enough to answer, yes.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. I had I had no real other options. I lost my job and had a camera and started taking pictures and made money, and then I immediately that and said i can turn this into money i saw the niche i saw the gap in my area and went after it with the intention of making money and did not have that artistic drive that i have now so yeah at the beginning it was all oh caveat i sucked at it
1: (laughs) i'm interested matt um because with the with the experience that you already had in corporate i have to assume it's not like you didn't have the resume that would have allowed you to work somewhere else had you chose to
0: yeah exactly and you know after i lost my job i did do some consulting for a um a mergers and acquisitions boutique firm out of out of the bay area and that was great money i realized that i just didn't want that corporate life anymore it just wasn't for me. I didn't want to work for somebody else. I didn't want to do spreadsheets I do not want to sit in the cubicle and make PowerPoints and use all the buzzwords. But I, would, I knew I'd be able to translate some of that experience from an environment where I was working with a lot of small businesses, learning from them, and then applying it to whatever it is that I built. So photography happened to me rather than me seeking it out. I just realized that I had an avenue that I could put all of this experience to use towards. Um, So I guess it's, you know, a little bit of a mix. I knew I didn't want to be corporate anymore, but at the same time I had no idea what I was doing with photography.
1: Right. But I guess what I'm getting at here is it's not as if you didn't have the option to make money in other places, but something about being your own boss, and making your own schedule or running your own thing, taking something you could do and making money off of it was more appealing to you, right?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Yeah, I was just, I was totally burned out from the corporate world. And um, yeah, that was a big motivation. I didn't know what would be next, but I knew I didn't want that.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. And so even that, I think understanding that about yourself, obviously was kind of the first step in your decision making process because if you had wanted to you could have very easily set up an S corp and had a board that you were accountable to as well like you could have very easily made a lot of other strategic decisions that would have put you in a position less like the one you have now if you weren't aware of the fact that that life that corporate life and being accountable to somebody else for your decisions was not what you wanted anymore.
0: Yeah, totally. And I think I, you know, what I also didn't want to do was institute all these corporate policies on something where I'd just be creating the life that I didn't want. Right. So while I I did keep some rigidity in how I structured the business and some of the formalities at the beginning, that's about where it stopped. I mean, you guys listen to me, you know that I'm not necessarily a, a corporate fit these days, um, but that doesn't mean that I don't have all of that experience and interaction that I can use towards whatever business I start, whether it's photography or crocheting or you know being a barista at Starbucks, it doesn't matter. I can still apply all that experience. I think the same thing applies here when we're thinking about structuring our business take all of those elements that you like and that you don't like about your daily life about your job about how you know you get driven and start to parse that out ask yourself the hard questions and I think that answer will present itself
1: yeah it makes a lot of sense like hearing you say that it makes a lot of sense now to hear you say um, that that that's why you needed that flexibility I mean yesterday you talked about that flexibility in your business being a really important aspect and hearing you say this, it makes so much sense because you needed to get away from that rigid structure. And that I think is really at the heart of what we're talking about when we say things like understand yourself, understand what you need from your business because it isn't just the money. You could go work at McDonald's and make money. You could go work, Wherever your skill set lends you to and make money, but for some reason, you chose this instead. So there's something there that we have to keep in mind when we are structuring our business. Because I could have took a little extra training and then tried to find a job for somebody somewhere. I know lots of retail photographers who work directly for a company. I know lots of illustrators who work directly for um, you know, companies and in, in they freelance for big companies. And so the work that they does, that they does, the work that they do is directly influenced by what that company needs. And knowing this about myself now, as I move into the next phase of business, I realize that I'm not really interested in making what other people want. I do this because I have a deep compulsion to create things and to create my things, the, the things that are in my head. And so I have to figure out how to build a structure around that and one that will benefit me. So it it must give me that need and then it must also obviously make money. Otherwise, I should just be doing it as a hobby instead. So when we're asking ourselves these questions, what do we have to keep in mind on how that actually relates to structure. By that, I mean for you, Matt, you knew that you needed some of that flexibility. You wanted to be your own boss and not be kind of subject to that corporate structure and mindset. And now you're building this business for yourself. So how does that translate into actual structure? Like in what places Did that influence how you built your business? I know this is kind of a tricky question to ask because we're looking at things like, what are we making? Who are we making it for? Where are we selling it? How are we selling it? Um, Are we doing in-person sales? Are we sending people digitals? Are we, like, there's, there's a whole lot, obviously, more than we can talk about just today that goes into the structure. And we're gonna get into the nuts and bolts, more of it tomorrow, the actual here's what you do, but I think we need to understand why the structure is important for us before we do that, and so we need to know how these needs that we have actually translate into structure. So I don't know if uh, the the general question is making much sense. I think yeah, we need to think yeah. a minute.
0: No, I, I mean I, I get it. So there there were some things when I was starting uh, Stone Tree. Um, you know, I'd created an umbrella LLC. And I'd put a couple of DBAs underneath that because back when I started uh, the first brand in 2013, I set it up so that I wanted to be Don Draper, right? I wanted to be a creative art director and have people working for me. I didn't necessarily want to be out in the field every day shooting photos. I wanted to direct the artistic vision of the company and have other people create that. I did that as a loose structure because that was generally the ultimate goal. Um, I didn't have any confidence in myself as a photographer. So I was just like, well, I can manage. So why not do that? And then as time went on and I fell in love with the art of photography, um, I found myself still holding on to the idea that I'm going to grow this business. So what do I need to do in the in the eventuality that I'm going to have people working for me? Well, I can institute the right systems and processes and policies now and I can work out all the kinks myself so that when I start to hire people, I have a very clean set of workflows and processes and systems that can train the people underneath me so that they're adhering to the same vision the same philosophy um, and the same you know business attitude that I have from there you know there's a lot of flexibility and I'm sure it will change once I start bringing employees on but that's what I had as a very loose vision to tie everything together. And believe me, there are some days that I just want to go deliver pizza and hang this whole thing up. But I think, you know, putting all this effort and time in place now is only going to serve me better down the road.
1: Absolutely. Oof. Um, Did that answer your question, Nicole? Did that answer it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think, I think that that also brings up something that we should probably mention because sometimes the way that we're talking about this and, and talking about some of our own struggles can make it sound like this should be a very discouraging process. And we need to be transparent about the fact that this is not always fun. Like Running your own business does not mean that every single day is an absolute joy and you're so glad that you did it all the time. <laughs> Sometimes you really do just wanna run away and like go work at Home Depot or something where you can walk down the aisles and like check out crafting supplies, smell the wood. Like some days you really do just wanna quit, but you have that philosophy to fall back on. You have that internal why to fall back on. And oftentimes it can be easier to deal with the fact that business is hard if we just know that even the people we look up to recognize that business is hard. Like this stuff is hard. It's not always easy. We do struggle with this, but we believe that it's worth it, right? That's why we're still here. So I just want to get that out of the way really quickly, because I know that there are some folks in the audience right now who are going, man, this shit is discouraging, (laughs) but please don't, please don't be discouraged. Ask yourself two questions. When you hear the conversations that we're having right now, ask yourself first, if this is discouraging enough that it makes me not wanna get into business, probably you should not be in business, okay? Because most of us will start this because we wanna do art. And then we wanna make money off of our art. And we think that running our own business is the way to do that. It's not always the only way to do that. You can sell art on the side. You can hire somebody. You can hire somebody on commission. You can go on Upwork and find somebody who will work on commission. Not always, but you can. There are people out there. There is creative ways that you can deal with wanting to make some money off of the things that you made without going into full-time business for yourself. You need to know whether or not you want to be a business person because that is what you're about to be. The art stuff, is only going to be if you're lucky it's going to be 30 percent of what you do sorry for the car
2: go ahead don't remind me if that's that
1: i know i'm sorry but that's the truth if you want to be a business person you're being a business now you are not just an artist you are a business person so if you want to be an artist and not a business person you need to find your self-representation You need to find somebody who will sell your things for you. And if that means I have to save up for six months in my job so that I can hire somebody for two months to get my, my business off the ground, to start selling things for me, then that's what you need to do. But do not lock yourself into a business and make that be your sole income. If you are going to despise every minute of your life, God, that fucking sucks. Don't do that to yourself. And if you hear this now and you think, okay, sounds like there's some lumps and bumps, but I'm going to make this shit work. Like this is not going to stop me. Then you probably should be in business and don't be scared about the parts that are going to be hard moving forward because you can overcome that stuff. That's why everybody who's still in business here is still in business because we can live the life that we want to live, even though there are hard parts. So I just feel like that's really important to get out of the way first. And then second, um, I appreciate Matt that you were really able to look at understanding those parts about yourself, recognizing something that you wanted for the future, and then asking yourself, okay, how do I structure this now, in a way that that becomes possible in the future? That doesn't mean that that's your only option, right? Because obviously you you're not <laughs> you're not Don Draper in Maine right now, um, but you made that a possibility. And you were still able to change directions, even though that possibility still exists out there, I'm imagining. Like, if you wanted to, you probably could flip that switch, couldn't you?
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's it's interesting. There are things that I've done and accomplished in this business that I had no idea were possible or even existed when I started the business. And I'm so grateful that I stuck through a lot of the hard times and just kept putting in the work and developed the business into something that I absolutely love. But you don't do that unless you stick with it and you stick with the hard times and you keep looking inward and you keep being self-aware and constantly course correcting because the roadmap that you lay out right now is not going to be the same roadmap you're following next year or the year after hell it might not be the same roadmap you're following next week but if you do at least set yourself in a direction you'll be amazed at what you're able to develop you're amazed at what the business will do and you're amazed at what you'll find out about yourself and that's the important thing is that There are no rules when you're working for yourself outside of, you know, standard legal things, Um, but there are no rules and you can make it whatever you want, whenever you want. And you can punch that clock or not punch the clock. It all comes down to understanding what is going to make you happiest, because that's why you're in business for yourself, is to make yourself happy at some level. So know what that level is and start working towards it.
1: Yes, go! We've talked about how inertia is the biggest enemy that we have, because it actually costs you more energy to start moving than it does to keep moving once you're already in motion. And you can change directions, but you have to be moving in order to change directions. If I turn left, but I'm standing still, I might see a different view, but I'm not actually going anywhere. So we got to be moving in order for that to happen. And I just want to throw out a few examples here just so that you see, like when Matt says there's no rules in business, as far as when we're talking about structure, guys, there are people who get paid as professional cuddlers, okay? There are folks who are working on Patreon who are having people pay for a chapter of a book at a time that they release maybe once a month, and they are making tens of thousands of dollars. There are people making a living selling pictures of their feet, There are people making a living doing, um, you know, not suitable for work art that gets sold as digitals and sent to people they've never seen before. There are people who walk humans. (laughs) We're just going to go for a walk and chat, like, and they will pay for that because somebody out there values having company on their walk enough to hand over their money. So when Matt says there are really no rules in business, there really are no rules unless we're talking about obvious things like the IRS and, and they will come and force their rules on you. But the fact is you can make good money doing almost anything, but you have to be aware that that's a possibility and you have to know enough about yourself so that when you start structuring this business, you can stick it out long enough to start seeing the results. And those results may not come in for the first year, two years, Maybe they happen to you in six months, and that's freaking awesome. And maybe it takes two years to stick it out. But you really have to be committed to what you're about to do because it is going to require some sacrifice. There are people who have slept on mattresses. I, I interviewed this photographer, Jabari Jacobs. Go look him up. He's super great. Really, really nice guy. Really good, just good soul. And he slept, he moved, he left his government job, moved to Los Angeles, slept on the floor in, in a, a relative's apartment on a blow-up mattress for a year, trying to make it as a photographer. He is now shooting for, you know, Netflix. He's photographed Earth, Wind, and Fire. Like, he just has this rad career. He gets to travel, work with really cool people. That shit required some sacrifice. And the way that he structured his business, he's successful in it, Is not the same way Matt has structured his business. They're both taking photographs for a living, but they knew enough about what they wanted to point themselves at least in the right direction, right? So tomorrow, when we actually talk about the structure itself, what do I want to do? Do I want to take portraits? Do I want to paint landscapes? Do I want to, et cetera, et cetera? Okay, who am I selling them to? That's the conversation we're going to have tomorrow. But before we have that, you need to know enough about yourself to know these things and then be willing to put in the work. And it is gonna be work, but it's worth it. And you're still getting something from it, a sense of validation, a sense of purpose, the ability to help other people, to pay your bills, all the things that are kind of combined in this whole business adventure. You're still getting those things. I'm gonna hand it over to Matt and Becca because the grounds crew has been out for the last couple of days. I'm gonna walk right past them. It's gonna be real loud. Um, so let's kind of continue along in that vein, um, and then we'll,
0: I'll hop back in. Becca, I know that you, you had unmuted a while back and I think I talked over you. Was there something that you.
2: Uh, no, again, I am the, the angry yelling, uh, echo of everything smooth and beautiful you have said, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like between you and Nicole, you, you've covered a lot of my own personal feelings and, you know, criticisms of myself and just, you know, the general sphere of learning how to be successful. I mean, it, it's hard. It's all really hard. And I, I kind of have a distaste for, because guru culture in general, of, you know, having those answers.
0: Totally. And you picked up on the same thing that I did. And that's exactly what my next point was going to be was, if there is someone selling you on the fact that there is a simple, easy answer to getting into business, or there's one way to do things, and this is the way, just be very skeptical at first, learn what you can about it and see if it makes sense. There's never been a diet pill or a hair replacement therapy or anything that that works as easily as things say. So why would we think that there's some guru on Instagram that has all the answers that no one's found out yet? So totally. yeah 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 I'm just I'm, I'm a big fan of learning from as many possible places as possible and formulating your own way of doing things.
2: And you can walk away from that stuff with really valuable, information anyway and i think it all comes back to that philosophy of learning and that kind of growth mindset that i know we've touched on a bunch of times um but it it is definitely a process and it takes so much introspection into you know yourself and figuring out how you can best serve other people because that is what the act of having a business is it can't be completely self serving even if you're you know just making art that you want to make like you know i desire to and like nicole does or you know a lot of painters or illustrators or sculptors or whatever they make their own things that serve their own artistic soul but there is going to be someone who wants a piece of that um but like you know nicole's examples of people who need to be walked or you know want to have pictures of feet or whatever the strange thing is that you might have to offer i mean there's someone out there that wants that and it's a matter of finding those people and learning how to connect with them. And that's a really long process because, you know, for people like me who are a little bit off kilter and odd, you know, my experiences working with like children or shooting weddings um, didn't go over all that well. Um, I mean, the pho- photos, you know, were great, whatever. Um, but it wasn't serving my artistic needs. So I wasn't serving them so well. And our personalities weren't always the best mesh because our interests and our aesthetics were not always the same. But now I've reached a point where I do know how to reach the right people who appreciate the themes and the look and everything that I have to offer them. And so that's then when my business could take that turn and I could apply all these little tips and tricks from every guru and every business class and every other business I've worked for into creating something that was successful.
0: Hi, Kat.
1: Oh, there she goes.
2: Hi, Miss Lady. Hey, sorry, I'm I'm super late today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, no worries. We'll take you whenever we can get you. Um, So, yeah, we're not going to have a whole lot of time. Um, I'm sorry, I see your hand, Carol. We're not going to have a whole lot of time for discussion on this part of it today. We did chat a little bit long. So it's it's gonna kind of be squeezed in today, but um, just keep in mind. So if we were to look at today's conversation as kind of the introduction to business structure, what we're talking about is just understanding that the structure we build for our business needs to be based off of who we are, what we know about ourselves, what we wanna do and who we wanna serve. And I probably could have said that at the very beginning, um, but we've been discussing understanding who we are, I think, um for for the most part of this conversation because that's the most important part of building this foundation. You need to know enough about yourself to know why running a business is the thing you should do. Um, and I've recognized at this point i'm I'm kind of unhirable <laughs> um, from like a working full time perspective. And it's not i mean i have a lot of qualities that i think as a as a a business owner i would want in somebody like i have i have a need to please so i really want to do a good job for you and that matters to me at a very deep core level and if i disappoint you it like will break me (laughs) and all you have to tell me is like give me a pat on the head and tell me good girl and i will work myself to the bone for you i can't help it i just have this desperate need for approbation but i've recognized that that is actually A really dangerous thing for me to bring into the equation as somebody who's being hired because it means that i will ruin myself i will ruin my relationships i will ignore people i just need to make you happy i'm like a golden retriever (laughs) somebody somebody told me i was the golden retriever friend and it's probably really true like i will run for you until i die if you just tell me i did a good job um so i am not probably the best fit to be hired But there are still things I can do myself that I can earn a living from. And if I can figure out how to structure those in a way that suits who I am as a person and what I need from that business, that approbation, sometimes that comes in the form of money, um, that need to do good for somebody else um, that I have, if my, my highest kind of motivating um interest is love right like loving on people having those relationships doing good for people seeing them improve in some way or have a better life because of our interaction i can take that core need and look at the business i want to build and say how do i make sure that i structure what i'm doing around this need because if it's just for the money i can do something else but i get to build something that suits me from the ground up so with this little beating heart at the center. I get to build the scaffolding and the structure to support what I want to do with my life. And that is to tell stories, to help other people tell stories and to have a safe and comfortable existence for my family. So that is going to inform every structural decision I make for my business. That is going to be why I will collaborate with people one-on-one if I am collaborating. That is why when I make something, I'm going to pour my heart out into it and then try to get it to the kind of people who are going to benefit, not just somebody who's going to say, oh, that's a pretty picture and go on, but somebody who's going to say, oh, that shit moved me. (laughs) This is what I need in my life. Um, That is going to influence all the decisions I make moving forward. So taking this day, and then using this examples that we've had so far from myself, from Becca, from Matt, to go, okay, we know what it looks like, when we just jam ourselves into existing business structures that don't suit us. It doesn't work, which ends up in a Frankenstein business that wasn't purpose-built to suit our needs. And we know what it looks like when we begin to change those things moving forward so that we have businesses that do suit our needs, that fill us up, that make us happy. Does that mean that everything is always gonna be smooth sailing? No, there's gonna be hard stuff, but we're moving we've moved in that direction. One, even one step forward is progress, right? And if that's all we can take at a time, that's still okay. We are still going forward. So understanding this about ourselves, asking ourselves, why do we want to be in business? What is this business serving in us? Because it's not just the money. Of course, it's the money. The money is important, but that's not the only reason because we could be working for somebody else for money. So dig in deep because there is something in there that says I should be doing this for myself instead of for somebody else. Who am I serving? Like, what am I getting out of this? Who is the person I'm supposed to be giving my work to or working with? How does that make my daily life look? Because tomorrow when we talk about the actual nuts and bolts of structure, like what we make, who we sell to, where we sell it, how we sell it, all those kinds of things, what the customer journey looks like, et cetera, et cetera. What we learned about ourselves today and what we want from our businesses is going to influence every single one of those decisions as will the last two weeks of conversation. That's why we started out with our relationship with money and understanding all of that stuff. So that when we get to this point of actually starting the structure of our business, we would know where we needed to go. all right. It's time for final thoughts from the moderators, and then we
2: will begin Tag your it, Matt.
0: No final thoughts, Becca. How about you? No, actually, I think I think it was a great conversation today. I'm really excited about tomorrow's conversation as well um and kind of taking this to a deeper level so um no i think if i could distill everything that i said down to one sentence go learn and make your business your own that's it
2: word um yeah i mean we were we definitely were a little bit abstract today um which again not trying to be my own form of weirdo guru here. Um, but I, I know I'm happy to answer any more specific questions. If anyone wants to reach out to me, you know, through our various social medias, I'm totally cool with that. Um, but it is it is so specific to the individual and the the choices you can make. So you know, making sure you spend that time in reflection on yourself and what matters to you. So you are, can provide the best product and the best service is really what's going to differentiate your business and make it successful for yourself. So Excited for tomorrow.
1: Me too. I know you didn't get to be here, Kat, but I know you got. Oh
2: well. I I mean, I don't even know. Like, I'm excited to listen to the replay. <laughs> uh, it sounds like today's today's conversation was was pretty good. Uh, I mean, and and I'll just sort of echo, you know, Becca's statement about like, yeah. If, the choices that you make about the foundation of your business really have to be tailored around what it is that you want your business to be today, tomorrow and what you want your life to look like. And then you sort of reverse engineer that to choosing, you know, the structure that's most appropriate for those goals. Uh but yeah. Can't wait for tomorrow now and then we've got that call tonight and ooh. Yes, yes, yes. That's the what I was just going to mention. So
1: first of all, fantastic conversation today, guys. And yeah, it was a little more abstract today, but that's kind of how we need to begin these conversations, right? We have to start more high level and then make sure that we have a good overall picture of what we're looking at so that when we drill down, the things that we look at actually suit the picture as a whole. It's kind of like Most photographers will know if you're dodging and burning. If you don't zoom out, you're going to end up with plastic and loss of bone structure and everything else. You really need to zoom out to get a look at the overall picture so that the changes you make are suitable to where you want the picture to go. And that's kind of where we're starting with today's conversation is looking at things in the abstract and the wider picture, trying to get a really good idea of what the bigger picture is so that as we drill down to the foundations of business structure, we know where we want that to go we need to understand what kind of building we want to make so that we can make the right blueprints because if you wanted a church and i am like thinking horse barn then we're not going to end up with a very pleasant structure so that's the conversation for today i hope you guys will join us this evening at seven o'clock p.m mountain standard time on we're going to be on facebook we're going to be on youtube um, so you can be there in the Artist Forge Facebook group um, or on Nicole Creates on YouTube. So we're going to have a live conversation. We'll cover a little bit of the finance talks that we had. We'll come back to how that is affecting some of the business talk that we're doing you know, throughout this week. And then we'll also do some critique. So if you have an image you want to add to the pool for a potential critique from the Artist Forge members, then go ahead and make sure that that's in the Facebook group with the hashtag TAF critique. That way uh, it's in the pool. We can snatch an image up from that for our critique segment of the live show. It's about an hour long. So I hope you'll come and hang, um, interact with us. That's the whole reason it's alive, just like this morning is live. So you can share your thoughts. We want to hear what you think about these subjects too. It's the interaction that really makes it worthwhile. So we hope you'll come and join us tonight. In the meantime, be thinking about some of those questions and those decisions that we were talking about, Um, making sure that you consider that stuff because tomorrow as we introduce business structure and as we get into that conversation, we're really gonna be asking you to look at the real hard line structure of your business, what you're doing and how you're doing it so that we can explain and kind of provide an example of what it looks like to take these ideas and then see them come to life in real time. So until then, we hope you'll join us tonight at seven. We hope you join us tomorrow morning. Hope you'll be with us and uh, have a fantastic day, guys. Go make something amazing and we'll see you in the morning.
0: Thanks again for listening to this live Clubhouse discussion moderated by all of us at The Artist Forge. We hope you found the information useful and that it helps you gain a little bit of insight as to how you work on your craft. For more episodes, please join us each weekday on Clubhouse or visit theartistforge.com. Now go make something incredible.